2: And I'm Kayla Benny from Ocala, Florida. And you are listening to the monthly Total Health episode on Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 22nd, episode 3085. This is a special episode of Horses in the Morning every fourth Thursday of the month brought to you by Total Health. Good morning, Horse World. Good morning. Hey, you made it to the fourth
1: Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning.
2: my gosh, Emily, you're back. I know. I missed you guys last month. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. We we will allow it. Um, <laughs> we're back on schedule. We're back on track. And I'm so excited to have uh, this, this guest coming on that you lined up. Um, Me I, too. I came, just so the listeners know, I came to Emily and I was like, um, I am underprepared. And this is what I have envisioned in my head. And we need to find this guest. And at first, Emily was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what the word kinesiology
1: is. All of your insider talk, your shop talk.
2: I was like, I need a kinesiologist. And I need this and this and this. And she's like, I don't know those people, Kayla. And then she comes back to me with like, oh, I, uh, I think I can get this person on. And I was like. That is exactly what I was looking for. You are amazing. Thank you. It all
1: worked out. It all worked out. Totally. I know she, she checked all the boxes. No, Wendy's great. I can't wait to hear from her too. That's tons of information. Such a good website. This is going to be awesome.
2: Yeah. And well, And she's an author on improving equine mobility. And she also has a canine book. And um, we're going to speak to her about, Alignment in relation to our equine partners and how to improve ourselves to be more balanced on and off the saddle. So I'm really super excited.
1: Yeah, that's a good topic. More people need to be focused on what they're doing up there that could well, be and, contributing.
2: Yeah, and be more physically aware of their body. Um I know a couple of years ago, I didn't take my fitness as seriously as I do now. And I thought I was pretty balanced um, until I started doing, uh, you know, left and right exercises and realizing that my left and my right side do not function equally. (laughs) Yeah. That's a real eye opener when you're like, oh, man. I'm like, wow, my left side, I need to go down. Like if you're like holding a single weight and like doing an exercise and you're doing just like the right side and then you go to the left side and I'm like, I need a five pound weight, not a 10 pound weight because I am not stable and I'm going to collapse in a minute. And you're like, huh, I wonder how that feels on the horse. (laughs) With yeah,
1: Even growing up, like you, people, you, you, could tell like people wearing their saddles differently. Mm-hmm. Some people have more rub on one side or the other. I noticed it early on. I could tell people, I could tell that we were all crooked. <laughs> I all, could all wonky. Tell. Yeah. yeah. But I did not as much emphasis was put on
2: it though. People were like, yeah, that's just how it is. And well, I, I have, have a, that. I have a client that actually we both got um, newer saddles at the same time. And one day I was riding her horses and I looked down at her saddle and I'm like, why do you have, like, wrinkles just on your left side of your, like, of your seat bone, like, on the seat of mm-hmm. the saddle? Like, my saddle is, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. My <laughs> saddle even was very, marks. even, <laughs> even butt marks. Um, and, Something like, almost to little for. to none. Almost little to none. And hers, little to none on the right side and, like, deep. Like, you know when those old saddles, you, like, pull out an old Antares that, you know, was from the 90s and i hate saying that old is <laughs> in the 90s now, now. Um, <laughs> trauma so old um, but you know you pull out like an old saddle or like even the Steubens, not so much because they didn't have as as floofy of a uh, padding yeah. yeah and just not as floofy padding on the on the seat part but and you just see like wrinkle after wrinkle of like you know every s- style of butt sitting in that saddle. Yeah. But that's how her side looked and I was like, okay, so we have some work to do because honey, you're sitting way too hard on this side and this is why your horse doesn't turn left.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Like. Uh, yeah, it's nice more people are thinking that way and noticing that stuff because it's always been there. I mean, everybody's always been super crooked, and then you're if you're compensating or but the the saddle doesn't lie. I think the I Wendy, I'm sure will have some other clues for us, but I noticed that I'm sure everybody does we're all staring at those saddle marks to see if they're yeah. even or notice it you just notice it and whatever it just goes in the notes. But now people are doing things about it.
2: Absolutely. So I'm super excited to get to her. And um, how how have you been? How are your ponies?
1: Oh, the ponies are good. Things are getting busy down here. It's that time of year.
2: I know some people think it's holidays, but that's not what we're talking about. It's (laughs) almost circuit. I know. I'm so I'm like excited and dreading it all at once because it at least and this is such a first world problem. But like once we get going, 12 weeks is a really long time. I know. I know.
1: And it seems like longer. I mean, is it like that up there? I mean, down here, like already almost, I mean, not everybody, but it it sure feels like that. There's tons of horses, tons of shopping, lots of showing and everything happening, but they don't leave until like, I mean,
2: May and April. Well, and everyone's, because now there's a summer circuit down here. That's right. And so, everyone's like, Oh, and on the off season. And I'm like, what off season there, there literally there is, none, is yeah. no off season. It's we, August, August yeah. is the off season, <laughs> but there's even two weeks in August That's here. True. And then, yeah. but then September, October is the off season, I guess. And then we click right back into it. We had two weeks in November to, we just finished two weeks in December. Um, and then circuit starts up uh, that first week of January. Um, and I'm super excited because not only do we have the World Equestrian Center in Ocala now, but HITS is redoing their rings. Oh, I saw
1: that. That's exciting.
2: And I have Insider Scoop because my husband works for the ring company that's putting yeah. in the rings. Um, and, and I train with the people that do the rings. But um, it, they're going to be really, really nice. Oh, great. Really nice. And um, so it's really great to have two facilities, you know, somewhat close. Yeah. Debatable, too close, but we're not going there. <laughs> we
1: are staying focused. Everybody finally is, gave up on that argument. I mean, the is, more the merrier. I mean, good Exactly. Lord. Especially at least they should waive mileage rules, at least for circuit, because there is just there is just a lot of people.
2: Well, there's I mean, way too many people. Yeah. At, last year... At, A lot of horses, rather. During the winter circuit, because, you know, like the 110 class, like the open classes and stuff, during the week are the most like high demand. That's when the trainers are riding, you know, the client's horses before they come on the weekends or your schooling. So then you're ready for, for your weekend classes um, or for professionals that have young horses. They can only compete during the week. But the... The open one tens, there would be like a hundred and twenty rounds. Oh my gosh! And it's like, okay, we need to split this up. Like some of some people need to go to hits, and some people need to stay wet, and because then, then you make them blue swap. ribbon
1: rounds, and it's just like, well, that's not that. I mean, it, I guess it's fun. Like if you put in a clean round, everybody can come out with a blue, but it just seems it it seems nice for the owners and the young horses and and clients too to have a little competition, even in those. Yeah. Like there's just so many, I mean, there's, I mean, well, you it have, just you makes start. for a very long day. Yes.
2: And yeah. also how do you plan? Like, you're like, I want to go around this time <laughs> and then you show up, but everybody else wants to go around that time too. And I know. but you have to be at four other rings in within the hour. And, you know, it's just like, it's a logistical it's nightmare.
1: Totally. And
2: so I'm super excited about that and that we have, have, more venues to to go to and to appreciate and we're just super lucky that way um but i am i'm gonna like rest for these next two weeks because it's gonna be long
1: i know right <laughs> i know everybody's all geared up for the holidays and horse people are like we need to just take it easy because it's about to get really crazy
2: yeah but that's also a sustained also, period of time. That's also when everyone wants to horse shop and get their horse before circuit and, you know, start yeah. making those relationships and, and yeah. everything. So you're like, I will rest, but maybe only for a few hours because then I got to keep going. <laughs> I know it
1: is. It gets busy shopping and there's definitely a buzz. I feel like yep. you can kind of tell this time of year, like also like what the economy is doing and. There, there are a lot of people horse showing, a lot of horse yeah. showing, a lot of shopping, lots of lower level entry horses, first time kids off ponies. Lot. It, it seems more this year than the last couple of years. So that's a good sign.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited. Well, let's get to our first guest. We have our guest for today,
1: Dr. Wendy Corrin. She is a chiropractor for humans, equines, and canine. Providing balance and wellness to the human equine athlete, canine competitors, and canine companions. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you very much for having me. It's so exciting. You have so many lists of accomplishments. We were, I was on your website. You all can check it out, Equaline.com, E Q U A L I G N.com. I knew that you had done a lot, but I was so impressed to see how much you have not only worked on the animals and the humans, but also giving back with writing the books, sharing the information. You're also doing your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about kind of your endeavors currently. It's incredible. My, you know, most people that I went to school with are retired. I'm
0: 43 years in practice uh, next month. And It just keeps getting better and better. And I keep going, well, I better live a really long time because I have all these things that I want to do when I keep meeting incredible people and then getting excited to do more things. So basically I started out in the human chiropractic world and within the first year in 1980, all the people I was attracting into my practice were equestrians and it (laughs) morphed into, well, can you look at the horse? And that's a, that's a whole hour in and of itself and after getting my degree from the uh, American Veterinary Chiropractic Association and doing all the 300 hours and then 500 hours and then, oh my gosh. and then, and then you know, to be able, every time I found something that I couldn't find a book on, I thought, well, I better write one in order to write one. <laughs> you have to do research. And that's how all of these texts and, and courses have evolved out of me wanting to learn more and then realizing that I just had to figure it out myself. And, uh, so it's been, it's been a mission.
1: Health and wellness. One thing led to another. And I, I couldn't believe that you were also doing, I know our show is not about dogs, but I thought that that was very interesting (laughs) that you were also doing canines and competitive canines. You
0: have to, well, first of all, that's, Every single morning, I'm doing agility dogs, uh, police and uh, rescue dogs, which started out because every time you go to a barn to work on a horse, the dogs are there. And dogs are remarkably intuitive when they see hands that can help them. Literally, dogs will come running in, back themselves up against me, and stand there until I do something. So... And dogs are simpler than horses or humans because no one sits on them. They don't get on their cell phone or drive a car the second you're done. So they tend to have more miraculous experiences, which then inspires people to tell other people, and then the dog world explodes. But, you know, my my focus has always been on the equestrian athlete. And so that stays primary, But the dogs are fighting for a chance
2: to uh, (laughs) level up there. I was gonna say too is uh, dog dog people are just as passionate as horse people about their about their uh, counterpart, the athlete of the the animal side of things. One hundred percent true.
0: One hundred (laughs) percent true, and sometimes more hands on. Yeah, you know, in in the horse world, often you'll have your trainer and the groom being more hands on than the owner in more cases than not in the show world. And yeah. in the dog world, it's more the opposite. The trainer will get them, you know, if, if they're a uh, actual dog show dog, the trainer will get them. Otherwise the, the owner is often the caretaker then and everything. And so they notice this infinitesimal change in their animal and they need to deal with it right away. So it's, it's, I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning that um, they're less crazy than cat people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a scale. Yeah. there's a scale. Uh, and for so for horses, you, there's obviously a lot of different types of folks that have horses. If they're using them for competition or they're pleasure horses, what do you find? Are, the majority of people, are they coming to you with really serious issues? Are they coming too late? Or are they picking up on some small little training issues? What is kind of your general? It's
0: really interesting in this world, you know, being down in Wellington, um, these animals are fine-tuned. So often it's, it's a, it's really a village of working. I work with their primary vet. I work with all of the people who are caring to get this animal to be the best. So often it's a matter of looking at the case and going who, who needs to be involved in this moment and what's routine. So we have barns that we go to weekly. We have barns we go to only when they see something wrong. We have people who are very, intuitive. And we people who call us in and you go, you just noticed this. Um, there isn't anything that is working with this animal. And by the time the horse is compensated, it's fifth or sixth compensation. That's when they notice it. So it's, you know, we work on Olympic horses. I, I had the pleasure of working on horses right before they got on the plane, you know, for the last Olympics. And and because those owners were so awesome i also saw them the day they got home so it, it it really is i can't even give you a generalization it's everything um and as you know and we we talked a little bit before i tend i don't care what level of rider i tend to blame the rider for a lot of things that are going on with the horse so absolutely uh, <laughs> And I can usually prove it. So that's really
1: good. <laughs> I know. I love the proving it. We were chatting earlier and we made a little footnote to to discuss some of these these ways that you prove it. The well, saddle pad there.
0: We had some researchers down here, and this is something that we probably will have to talk about in a year or two. I I am a nerd, and I went to the International Fascial Conference in Washington, D.C., then three years later in Germany, then three years later in in, um, Montreal. And it's primarily human, but they've started to introduce equine, and the research has been incredible. And I had researchers, one is an MD, PhD engineer, the other is an anatomist, MD, and equine body worker, spent the week here with me last week. And we were doing research on how horses respond to different kinds of care by putting a camera over their eyeball and watching the dilation of their pupils. And when a horse is stressed or in pain, their eyes get bigger, they want to take in more information. When they feel calmer, their eyes will constrict and not need to be so involved with their... And my horses are saints, they let us put headsets on them and we let them stick cameras in their eyeballs and they're like, sure. What else do you want? (laughs) Uh, But I put, we went for a ride and I put this woman on my horse and when I got off, I did what I do with every rider. I flipped the saddle pad over. She's like, what you're doing? I said, I want to see if you screwed up my horse and all of the dirt was on one side. I said, well, you only sat on the left side of the saddle Therefore, I now need to check my horse to see how did that affect him. And she's like, ah, that's because I've got this pain in my right hip. So I can't put my weight in the stirrup. I'm like, it shows up. Everything shows up. So saddle pads are one of my keys into how much effect the rider is having on the biomechanics of the horse.
1: That's wild. Oh, it's, yeah. I, you probably I see that a lot.
0: Barn. I see it. I see it a lot when I can.
1: I also right. see. Yeah, they don't want to show and you. And <laughs> yeah. I'll go to
0: a barn and I'll see someone running around and their right boot has a hole in it and their left looks brand new. Yeah. And I go, ah, you only use one leg. Oh, no, I use them both equally. Ah, okay. Well, then you dig holes in your boot when you get home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> lack of awareness on the part of the human isn't indicative of lack of an issue. It just means they don't know. Right. So, you know, you have to be gentle and casual and pointing the things out that they might be able to do in order to get the best ride. And, and I'm sure you know this. In, and as a rider, right, you can ride, some horses make you better. Some horses are more challenging for your body. There's, there's a synchronicity.
1: And yeah, for sure.
0: You know, and so it's the same thing. Some riders can take a horse that's slightly off and ride them, and the horse listens to their body and actually corrects itself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's why sometimes we are busier on Tuesdays because the owners were there over the weekend, and not the professionals, and there can be a big difference in how the horse you know, is impacted by that. And so we just go, okay, you know, let's, let's correct it because we can't always get everybody to take themselves as seriously as they take their horses.
1: What do you recommend for somebody that does own their own horse, whether they're doing pleasure or showing, should they, I guess, assess themselves first? (laughs) Maybe they go to the chiropractor or Call.
0: anybody. I mean, it can be a chiropractor. It could be a PT. It could be, yeah. you know, a really good um, physio could be a, a massage therapist who actually knows sports massage. The you know, simplest thing is look in the mirror and actually look at yourself and check what your shoulders and check your hips. And are you balanced? And very few humans have a top line. You know, everybody, when you ride, you're using your chest, you're using your arms, you're always you know, the vertical and in front, you're never behind the vertical. So the poor back muscles, the lats, the rhomboids, all those don't really work at the level that the front does. So people tend to be unconsciously on their forehand, which then translates to the horse to weight bear heavier in the front. And then they kick them to get them to engage behind. And that while giving them a signal, to move from the front, which tends to create some behavioral issues. So I always recommend that you look first. Then if you can't see anything, then some, have someone a little bit more educated look at you or a little bit more neutral look at you. Humans can look at their shoes. If you wear out the heels unevenly, you are walking unevenly. And the words, these are just my barn shoes, make me crazy, and I want to throw them all away. <laughs> And I know what you Alton mean. You see them, and you're like, "Oh, man. footwear, right?" Yeah. They give no support. I'm like, you wouldn't put your horse in barn shoes and let them stand on a bad surface through the night, and only put shoes on for showing. That's what racehorse people do, but <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. not what you know most show people do, because they know the consequences, and the consequences are the same in the human, and so they lose proprioception or awareness of where their feet are, and therefore they can't really feel what the horse is telling them. So I, my goal in the human element is to increase awareness. And I don't need to be the one who does it. I'm just often the one who says, could you work on this, please? And so we develop the simplest, you know, take a take a band to the barn, stand in front of your stall, and do some upper body real upper body, you know, back exercises, do some squats, make sure that your top line is in balance with your front core. And that's going to make the ride entirely different for the horse, which will then make them more supportive of you. I have been known to bring a hula hoop into the barn and see if people can go clockwise and counterclockwise. Because if someone says my horse won't pick up the left lead, I'll go, well, can you? You know, <laughs> I mean, and it, I'm, you know, I'm old and I'm not all, you know, I'm not all that supple and I can hula hoop and I can have a 10 minute conversation because I work really hard on making sure the core and the back and the front are balanced. And I ride bareback because I'm lazy. So um, <laughs> bareback yeah, is the true. best.
2: That really, I don't know if that's lazy. I,
1: <laughs> that, yeah. It's really straight. <laughs> yeah. You can, I, I know all- I don't have a groom. I don't have someone to saddle for me to take it off or do this. So bareback is
0: efficient. I'll put it that way. Yeah. But it's um, good
1: for you. Good for your position. Totally. But
0: the the weighted hula hoops that you can buy online
1: for
2: like 39 yeah.
1: bucks
0: will they will train you. And I always tell people, if you're easy one way, do it twice as much to your difficult side. Same thing with a horse. You know, if, if the horse won't pick up the left lead, we'll take him out and go left twice as much so that you create that mind-body connection, that proprioceptive memory. And we use kinesiology taping. We use fascial work. And we'll find the same pattern in the horse and in the rider.
1: That's so, so interesting.
2: It's, it's funny that you say that because I notice, um, just to put it in relation for our listeners, like so my big horse, Doki, who's like almost 18 hands and I'm like five three on a good day. But when I start to have lower back pain, I'm like, oh, my SI's is out, which means Doki's SI is out. Mm-hmm. And I probably started to put him out, but then he puts me out a little bit more. And then like we kind of feed off of each other. So then I'm like, I got to get myself corrected and him corrected so we can start fresh again (laughs) before one of us
0: puts. Exactly. And the really fine tune, the awareness that the really good riders can feel it. And yep. address it, and I—I I mean, it was really funny when this horse was going off to the Olympics, and I looked at his rider, knowing that you know here's someone who is—I I don't hold the the wick of a candle to. And I said, I hate to tell you, but the lead you're having a trouble with is you, not him. <laughs> May I show you? And I showed them the difference in their ability to hold one leg out versus the other, and and move through that. And it was miraculous because just changing her ability to move her hind end, changed the horse instantly.
2: Yep. And That's
0: the body amazing. does things like it blocks awareness for those of us who are stoic, you know, it'll be, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But, uh, but in that under the, the perceptual awareness, you're not fine. And the horse, Okay, here's my sentence. I think you'll like it. The aids you don't know you're giving work just as well as the aids you know you're giving. For a human? Well, let's say you're a human.
1: Yeah.
0: And you think that you are um, riding balanced when in fact you're engaging your h- left hind more right. than your right.
1: That's gotcha, gotcha. Aid. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You yeah. don't know you're giving the horse the aids. So the horse response to it starts to move off your left hind and move to the right. You go, why are you moving to the right? So you correct it. And the horse is saying to you, but you're asking, you're asking, asking for
1: it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So hence the
0: aids you don't know you're doing yeah. work
1: really well.
0: And so my first question, well, my horse, I'm going down the street in homelands, and I'm all of a sudden my horse is veering, veering, veering. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I'm asking him to do that or he's being a twit, you know, and <laughs> we need to figure it out because <laughs> some. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And like you said, sometimes you feed off of each other and it can be both. But the saddle pad will give you a little bit of an indication how much is you. you. The way the horse wears the shoe will give you an indication of how much is them. You know, horses ought to wear their shoes balanced and sometimes they don't or sometimes they're flaring. And if the foot is flaring, it's telling you that it's using the leg differently. So my farrier and I have all conversations because he can give me feedback on whether we're going straight or not. So it's very cool.
1: Yeah. All those little things. And some people pay attention. Some people maybe are late to the party and noticing their influence over the horse's soundness. You see a lot of articles out there now, but it's needs to be more, uh,
0: uh, you know, for me, when someone says to me, my horse is girthy, Corses, in my opinion, are not girthy. They have fascial tension over the girth because some people think that if tight is good, you know, then, then corset level tightness is better. Not. Or right. if you, you know, if you find that, what can you, I love when someone says, well, what can I do? You know, and I'll teach people how to do what I call um, enthusiastic grooming so that you restore the fascial glide after a ride a lot of people notice stretch before but they don't necessarily notice stretch after a lot of people think lack of flexibility is 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 an inflexibility in stretching research shows it's a lack of strength which creates fear which lack of confidence that makes the stretch not happen and if you strengthen the antagonist then the stretch happens so it's not really inflexibility it's fear that's so interesting. Yeah, as I said, this is—you've got forty-some odd years of every day. I learned something new. So. Um, oh, well, you've
1: got so much experience, and do you see that with the the they say the stretching before can help prevent injury, and and so maybe after. But if it's truly a strength thing, then that's really what. It
0: gives you awareness, so it gives yeah. you insight into the horse, and anything that makes you know more about the horse helps you treat it better. So yep. I encourage people to do it and then notice, does it stretch better before or after? We'll often find a horse will not stretch out a left front because it doesn't trust its right hind. So what when Dave and I are in the stall together working on a horse, I'll lean against the right hind or put my hand up against it. Then if he gets a full stretch, then it helps me know that the front is the compensation for the end. And it mm-hmm. could go either way. You know, you can have... A horse, I checked a horse today that I've seen many times, but it was being tried. Well, sometimes that's um, difficult on the horse. And so they asked me, Well, what did you find? I said, This horse has never been sore in the withers before. I don't know. Was it that they use their own saddle? Was it that the person rides way too far forward? And the horse doesn't, has never had to hold itself up there because its trainer rides really well balanced. So I don't know, but it's an insight. You know, I'm I'm not a person who says, if I see this, it means this. I'm Mm -hmm. a person who goes, isn't that interesting? I wonder how it factors into the whole. Mm -hmm. And that way you don't limit yourself by, you know, as I say, it's, uh, it's really all gathering information. And the same thing, I had an amazing agility dog in this morning first time ever i've never seen a dog clear out everything that was wrong was beautiful and a 6 year old and she said when should i come back i said i don't know if you ever need to come back you know i mean i've only this is looking at you through a microscope in one instant i think here's the things that you need to look for in your dog this is when you pet him does he flinch when you ask him to turn left and right does he hesitate to one side now it's your turn to become the person who's more aware yeah, and you know, it depends how empowered you can make owner, trainer, rider and how conscious people are when they're riding.
1: And it's so much like these horses. I, the older I get, the more I really feel their behavioral issues are coming from physical issues. They're not trying to be bad. They're not trying to do, they, they, they're, doing the best that they can and uh people are too tough on them they are demanding oh they're sticky in the left to right change get the whip or put on a bigger spur get a different bridle and i mean the poor horses they've got stuff going on they're they're feeling they're equine athletes they're we're asking a lot a lot of them certainly like in trials like you're saying well exactly
0: and And, and
2: sometimes you wonder I'm sorry, say that again? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying that, well, there's such good compensators. They compensate for us. And if we're not aware, like you're saying, in our own bodies, and and like you said, if there's multiple people getting on trying them and they're not aware in their own Uh bodies or they're used to riding a horse a certain way and that horse isn't used to going that way, it's going to compensate and then pull itself out of whack. It's like us compensating when we're working out.
1: And
2: using something, and then we're a little sore. We're a little stiff. We pop something out. It. We have to be aware with that with the horses. And like you said, not pull a bridle out.
0: We're taught, especially in the show world, to 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 camouflage it.
2: uh You Mm -hmm. know,
0: you know, and and that is a that's. But I have you know, and someone says, "Oh, I know they're here and here and here and here," but I have to show I'm only here for the weekend. Well, then you have to prioritize you know i'm i'm more of a long-term thinker i'm more of i always say i'm the lorax i speak for the horse you know whether you like what i'm going to say to you or not i'm going to tell you that it's your horse you make your own decisions but i'm i am you know if you're i'm not going to take a horse that just came in has been in quarantine for 30 days lost its muscle because of whatever reason to go back to doing exactly what it was doing a month or six weeks ago until there is some way to build it up and, and compensate in a good way for what's been going on. So I, I tend to give a lot of advice and, you know, I have a, at least a three or 4% of a you know, rating of people listening to me, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. And when they do, I mean, I, I was on the phone with someone today who leased her horse and I come in the lease. And I love that, you know, oh, it's that's great. <laughs> I'm, that. I'm not only going to love your, the horse, but I'm going to feel it. I had another client where they had leased a horse and there was an issue, um, from a, from a bad ride, you know, and somebody used too much leg and created a spur rub and they're like, I, I need you to fix this horse. It needs to be better than when I got it. Not, I'm not sending it back injured. And I'm like, okay, these are my people. You know, what can I do to make this better? What can I do to make it so that the horse is comfortable and willing? And when you see a horse going to a jump with its ears forward going, I love my life. That's what we want to create at whatever level. And that is a relationship. And we have had clients that we can't help the horse because they land in the middle of their back in the middle of every jump. I'm like, that horse is going to be sore. There is no magic that, you know, says if, if you don't have some core strength uh, for yourself, that horse is going to tell you, you know, that you're, you're doing something that is, um, you know, actually uncomfortable and sl- slightly destructive. So my, our goal, you know, and, and, my son is both a veterinarian and acupuncturist and he does all of our Northern clients and Dave and I work together, um, on, on our Southern clients. And you know, the, the whole idea is what's best for the horse in this moment to get it, to do the job people want it to do and then tell them the truth as to whether or not it's up to the task. No, but, uh, it's, it's so rewarding. I can't even tell you, I know it, there's never a day where you don't see something that is miraculous and when you when you see a horse develop and do it the best it possibly can and want to do it then it's um it's a really amazing relationship
2: so. now I like when
0: we go to the barn and then the horse bangs on the stall cuz it's demanding <laughs> first you know oh, that's what i like
2: i love that now, do you have any exercises besides the hula, the hula hoop? Because I think that's an yeah. amazing exercise <laughs> um, and the, you know, using your back muscles and you can do that in the barn. Are there any other like balancing exercises or like, yeah. like if you could give them one to two exercises for our listeners to do, um, whether it's in the barn at home, what would you say are like the most important? Okay. Um,
0: If you can get a balance board and stand on it, if you can stand on a balance board and not have it flip from side to side, then you can sit on a horse balance. You speak to my soul. I'm I'm a
2: Bosu ball girl.
0: Exactly. You know, um, I I sit, anytime I sit, I sit on a balamo chair, which is a, a chair that tilts. And if you can sit on it with equal weight on both ischium and not have it tilt left and right, then it's great. But I I recommend every single person have a band, you know, your $15, $20 exercise band, keep it in the barn. And if anyone goes to the website, I put all of these exercises up with free videos. Just do it. I don't, I'd rather not fix people. I'd rather have them fix themselves and to be able to pull back and actually engage the, the muscles behind your armpit you know, bringing your shoulder blades together, but it's not a stretch. People say, well, I stretch my stretch. It doesn't matter if you don't have a muscle back there. So in three minutes, you can do an entire set of upper back. And then the other exercise that I love and whether you use the long stretchy band or, you know, the loop bands you can put around your legs, Mm -hmm. you just get into a squat, walk 10 steps up the aisle, 10 steps back. Because most riders, and and it's it's probably over 90%, get on on the left side, right? Throw your right leg over by weighting your left leg. Get off on the left side. Throw your right leg over. So it's constantly overweighting and jamming the left hip. So then that left hip becomes more fixated. And over time, the more horses you ride, the more jamming, That pattern shows up in walking, that shows up in driving. So doing things that make you balance moving your legs out to either side are going to let you start before you get on every horse in neutral. And if people ride six horses, I recommend that they just stretch palms to the ceiling and literally reset their bodies so they don't take a pattern from one horse onto the next horse.
1: Yeah, that's smart. That yeah. is hard when you're riding multiples. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially, I mean, some of my
0: clients will ride seventeen horses in a day, mm-hmm. and not all the same. Yeah. Personality horses, and not walk trot horses, but you know, meter sixty horses, and and you look at the amount of breathe. Oh, how about breathing? I would like all of your listeners to breathe when they ride, because the best riders come out of the ring and they're still breathing at a, at a relatively normal, their heart rate may be up. The people who are not fit come out of 80 seconds, their sheet white and their, their oxygenation level is way down. So if anyone could just practice breathing into the count of eight to 10, holding it, breathing out to the count of eight to 10 and setting their, breathing rate, which will control their heart rate, which will control the oxygenation of the muscles, which will relax the horse. Because when you breathe in a controlled way, the horses as a herd animal will balance with you. So it's one of the, and every parent out there knows one of the best ways to calm a screaming child is to breathe with them. So this is, that is an exercise, but it's probably the most important one.
1: Yeah, I love that. That just also keeps your your position fluid. Just keep not getting – some people just
2: get so tight up there. Well, when you hold your breath, you constrict. So then you're just up there like one big ball of (gasps) muscle. Yeah. (laughs) Clamping, literally screaming at your horse. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why he's running away from me. Get a bigger bridle. Exactly. It's
0: funny because we just had it. We were out on a trail ride and one of the horses I was riding next to, I won't name names, um, spooked and galloped off. And so what do people do who aren't used to having this happen? They scream, scream, they clench, they hold (laughs) their breath. The horse goes, oh, go faster, go crazier. This is it. And and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as opposed to, literally dropping the reins, relaxing, breathing. And the horse goes, Oh, nothing to panic about. Okay. I'm going to come back down. You know, the exception was Laura Chapo on little big man who would always get done riding, um, dump her, um, as he was jumping out of the ring over the fence and then come back <laughs> to the barn. And we'd always be back at the barn going, Oh, well, at least she won.
1: Um, oh my and, gosh. You know. that was a cool <laughs> but, horse.
0: Oh, he still is. I went to their farm really? twice this summer and I still have to visit Pony because he demands it. She's and so he's cute. 29 oh. and, and, you know, still living at, at home in New Jersey.
1: I love so, that.
0: little
1: thing. they man. were the first
0: um, show barn that asked us to, you know, be there for them at all times. And... Uh, I learned I can never ever ever express the amount of gratitude I have for the experience of taking these top, top amazing athletes and watching them get even better. Oh, it must and, be
1: amazing, totally, to be up close like that and being influencing for the better and the health of the animal. It's amazing. All that you've done is incredible.
0: It's fun. It's been, you and know, it's and fun, that's I can real. tell, yeah. That's our, our work ethic is to make a difference and have fun in the process. And, yeah. you know, if we live by that, it's um, and then we build a team of people around us who literally want that, you know, who, who mm-hmm. want the best possible experience, you know. Uh, um, so it's, it's gratifying. And I learn something new every day, either from a client, a trainer, a writer or. The other day, I got bit, kicked, um, and stepped on. As Dave said, "Oh, it's a trifecta day." So, <laughs> That's and so um terrible. You know, it's it's people. It's like, how do you keep doing that? I'm like, well, it was my fault. Two of the three, two of the three were my fault. You know, um, and you just go, okay, thank you for teaching me that lesson, and I'm not broken. That's good.
1: Um, I don't really. I am. <laughs> And you uh, practice in Florida and New York is, uh, more locations or. Well, uh,
0: Dustin, Dustin is, does chiropractic veterinary medicine acupuncture, and he's based out of Wallkill, New York, but does New York, New Jersey, um, occasional trips to Pennsylvania, Connecticut,
1: uh,
0: he has one barn in Vermont. So he really is our whole Northern contingency, and I only go up for Lake Placid.
2: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. And, and the actually, cushy lice. That's life.
0: true. I go, I go to Hunter Farms, and I go to the Chapeaux because oh, nice. I love them. And, great um, people. So I, I do make those trips. Actually, I saw Hunter Farms today down here. I was grateful they're here. Oh, great. But, um, So, you know, that's the consistency part. So I will come up and um, make sure because cause Dustin doesn't do humans. So every once in a while I have to check on my people when he's checking on the horses. And then down here, 90% of the time we're in Wellington, we do go to off season. We go to Aiken once a month and, um, and have a lot of our South Carolina friends and we have to check in on Danny and Ron because they're awesome. And so we take care of them. And then, um, we make our trip up. uh, I do Ocala, uh, I was there two weeks ago. I'll be back again in two weeks. And there's a few of our Northern clients who do that part. So I try to make sure that I at least check in on them and,
2: well, Make I'll sure have that, to catch up with you. I'm in Ocala, so definitely I will uh, off-air I would love uh, catch Absolutely. up with you because so, that would be yeah, fantastic. I know.
1: You guys yeah. definitely. She's a wealth yeah. of information. And anybody else, firstly, there are courses online, equiline.com, that you can check yeah. out. But if you want to contact Wendy for uh, any any treatments, human, equine, uh, or canine, you can email to info at equiline.com. And there's also doing, numbers on the website. I'm um, doing a webinar series, oh, nice. in
0: case anyone was interested in learning. This is more for the professional,
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it's going to be mobility protocols. And I'm doing um, three weeks of equine, three weeks of canine. But it's a webinar, so it's Thursday nights and 7:30 to 8:30. And oh, that's going to start January 5th and I'm excited about that because it's really for people who already know how to do it but they don't necessarily know the process. So I'm going to help them with motion palpation, uh fascial evaluation and fascial work, kinesiology taping, all things that
1: you can do
0: hands-on. Um, if you have expertise, but you don't necessarily have to have the degree to go with it. And then I'm going to do an equine seminar in March down here in Wellington. That's going to be a full day hands-on. Uh, and again, that's um, that was by demand. So I said, no, I wouldn't do any more in person until after season. And and, and all my Northern you people were like, but we <laughs> want to come to Florida in the
1: winter. So March 11th, that's going to happen. Oh man. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. And how do people get more info on the webinar? Is it on? Uh, um, it should be on Echoline.com. If not, Perfect. if they
0: email me, I will send them the link to that. And it's, it's, you know, I made it very, very affordable because it's a fun group and I did it uh, one time before just teaching people about laser and what it does and why and how and all of that. And we had 48 people and we just had a blast. So I said, I'm going to make it very, very easy entry so that people who just want to enjoy other people doing what they love can have an hour of, you know, interaction. So Oh, that's I lovely. Love that.
1: Yeah. Well, fun. What a yeah, great idea. Perfect.
2: Well, thank, thank you, you so much thank for coming on and being such a wealth of knowledge and information. And we will have to check in again because you're just absolutely. There's so many facets uh, well, to this. As as we
0: know, um, communicating with like-minded people makes me happy. So um, <laughs> yeah, you need me, just just this reach out. This is a nerd group. Exactly. We love it. And
1: thank you All so right, much, perfect. Wendy. We look forward to you talking soon. You guys have great holidays.
2: Okay. Thank you. Happy you holidays. too. Good.
1: Wow, that was amazing. We love Dr. Wendy Corin. What a information filled interview.
2: There was so many, like so much information given. I'm kind of mind blown. Um, and I do encourage everyone to go to her website because she has some really great videos and to tie into her interview. And I love that she talked about this because I already had written down a couple exercises for our listeners um, to do at home, especially over the winter when maybe riding isn't happening quite so much. But before we get to those exercises, I'd love to talk about Total EquiHealth. title sponsor. So are you interested in your horse's wellness? Do you know what is in the products you feed and use on your horses? At Total EquiHealth, we have sought out and selected quality products that aid in their fitness and health and benefit their performance. The products we carry aren't just for the elite sport horse, but for every horse with a health conscious owner. Be sure to check out our rider section as well. Check them out today at Total Equihealth, that's EQUI health.com. And we are highlighted, Equidu Moment highlighted product for this episode is the Legion Fortify Joint supplement fortify is a hundred percent natural joint supplement that reduces joint pain and inflammation and enhances joint health and function it means less pain and inflammation more mobility and function and healthier joint cartilage now will fortify give you bulletproof joints of a 20 year old swimmer absolutely not will it guarantee your joints to never ache again also no but will it help reduce joint stiffness, swelling, discomfort, and improve range of motion and durability? Yes, it is guaranteed. Or, Legion will give you your money back. They have a total formulation transparency, no proprietary blends. They have a type two collagen, and curcumin, butswellia serrata, grape seed extract agumetine sulfate, and vitamin C. I take it myself. I have a client that takes it. She swears by it. She actually takes it for migraines because she gets migraines once a month, um, like on the dot uh, at a certain time of the month. And she started taking it, and it has helped reduce the inflammation in her body that she can actually help control that migraine. I don't know if that's what it's for, but she... Absolutely swears by it. You can find it in the rider section at totalequahealth.com under supplements. And uh, it the whole Legion line is just great because it's all natural and I absolutely love it.
1: That sounds really nice. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's really nice.
2: We love science.
1: Yes, science. (laughs) I know. A big group of nerds here. (laughs) We do love science and we love testimonials. I'm not very smart at science, but (laughs) I
2: love reading about it. (laughs) Yeah, other people are, which is the most important. And then we can just share the information. I'm like, ooh, this sounds smart. Let's do this. (laughs) Oh, no, that's great. I
1: love that. And hey, who doesn't need a little less inflammation and more mobility? Oh. My horse and myself. Right. <laughs> all of us. All of us. If after we're done with Dr. Wendy Corn, then we can add in the supplements here for exactly. full total health.
2: Well, and well, that is the total equal health. I know I was right was there for you. Really <laughs> silly. Total Equa Health. It's true. See we're, what we, we bring did there. True to name. We did. We did. That was smart. We did that. We that's good. Tied it all around in a circle. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I um I ha- wrote down, Emily, some exercises. We need to stay more mobile as we set in, the cold sets in, we become a little more stagnant. We, With that, our circulation goes down, our flexibility goes down, and we really need to stay mobile. So our motility, our joints get the lubrication they need. Once we are strong and in alignment, as Dr. Corrin just said, then our horses will stay a little bit stronger and in alignment, or at least they're better set up to at least. So she spoke to my soul in that interview when she was talking about, you know, getting on a balance board and, you know, checking, checking your own balance, because I am a, Bosu girl. Okay, so Bosu a Bosu ball is. I don't know if you've seen one, Emily, but it's like a half round. Oh my gosh! Yes, ball Yes, with I the flat. Happened. I didn't know it was called that. Yeah. Yes, with the flat pa- platform. Yep, yep. Um, and so you can use it where you use the flat platform on the ground and just stand on the ball, which is great. You know, for when you're beginning and you're testing out your your balance. And so it's not maybe rocking side to side or front to back and you're not going to fall and break a wrist or your face or anything like that. But <laughs> uh, ask me how I know, um, I don't really. <laughs> but you can stand on it and kind of do one legged step ups. If you're not comfortable or you don't have a BOSU ball, you can do that with a chair or a stool where you just literally, you know, take, put your foot up, step up and lift your, your body weight up, bring your, your knee, your opposite knee chest high or not chest high, but 90 degrees and then step back down and do that on both sides and just notice. And I would start small, you know, like if you have a small stool and then work up to a chair, work up to a BOSU ball. Um, and then you can actually flip the BOSU ball upside down. So the ball part is on the ground and you're standing on the platform part. Now that's hard. Bosu does have a warning says that's where you want to protect your face. Yeah. This is not the side (laughs) you're supposed to be using and you just go, shh. I'm a horse person. I don't listen to rules. Um, (laughs) But then you can, what I would say is that when you're doing the platform side as your standing point, and I actually learned this um, when I was doing some physical therapy after a fall. And that's where I got my idea. And that's why I became a Bosu ball girl because I was like, this is amazing because you can stand on it and just i mean literally just standing there you can test your balance because you you rock side to side front to back so but if you're balanced it and standing on there it's it's super easy okay so well it theoretically is super easy unless you have a weakness on one side but then you can also start practicing like squats um Where you're you're leaning into your feet and squatting down and then standing back up and then you can do like a squat and hold almost like a two point position and just hold it there um, with your hands out out in front of you you know whether it's in like a praying style or out in front of you like you're going to catch a football. Um, something like that. And just making sure you, you know, you have your proud chest, your, your shoulders are back, just like riding. Um, you're not arching your back, your back's flat and your spine's in a neutral position where you almost, a lot of riders have to think about tucking their pelvis in just a little bit underneath them. Because as riders, I firmly believe that we all have a little mild scoliosis going on from jamming in the saddle. And we, we love to arch our backs and maybe not use those back muscles quite so much. Don't engage those. Uh-huh. So if you kind of do that neutral, you just like do a pelvic tuck and then start doing your squats and, and everything like that in your squats and holds. And it'll really point out whether you lean left or right, because you'll end up almost falling over. So A lot of people, I recommend maybe doing it in front of a wall where you can stabilize yourself. Um, But it was funny because when I was doing physical therapy and they had me doing this and they're like, wow, she's not struggling at all, not struggling at all. And it was the PT assistants that were helping me. And the physical therapist lady whose daughter rode also didn't even look up from her clipboard and goes, well, duh, she rides horses. She knows how to balance off of her core. You're going to have to give her a harder exercise than that. So then we started throwing... Throwing, like, I would stay in a squat position and I'd throw a ball back and forth to the other guy. And this other guy's like a big gym rat, kind of muscle guy, real young. And he's like, Oh, this isn't that hard. I'll get on one with you. And he went to get on and he fell flat on his face trying to get off the ball. And he's like, How do you balance on that? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't really (laughs) think of it because I've ridden since I was a kid. So I know how to balance off my core. Yeah. I mean, Yay for me. I didn't know that I was actually that good at it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You're good at it. Totally. Learned behavior. That's awesome, though. So, but I would say that. And then also um, a bear crawl. So getting down on your knees... And then tucking your toes, like so you kind of get up and like you're on all fours, but you you tuck your toes underneath you and your knees are about an inch to two inches off the ground mm-hmm. and you actually alternating. So if you move your right hand forward, you move your left leg forward and vice versa and you crawl a couple steps and then you can crawl back. Um, if you don't have a lot of space, you're at home, you may be trying to do in your living room and it's a little cramped, you can actually... Just stay in that position and just move your feet where they come underneath you and then they go out behind you and then they come underneath you and then they go like at one, let's so say you go like left foot in right one foot. location. Yeah, just up and, and do, down. Yeah, yeah. And you do like left foot, right foot, right, right foot back, or so left foot forward, right foot forward and then go right foot back, left foot back, and then alternate kind of that pattern so that you know that you can use both sides a little independently. Um, And again, make sure you're not arching your back, tuck your pelvis. Almost think when you're doing the bear thing that you're doing it like an ugly position. Like, so think of like a bear when it walks, it walks with a mildly rounded back, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you don't want to fully round your back, but you want to do that pelvic tilt again. So that you're really engaging, you know, your back muscles and your core muscles at the same time. And it's actually working your shoulders all at the same time because it's like a mild plank type thing, but you're staying mobile, And it's all stability muscles, which are what we use when we ride. We use a lot of stability muscles. We don't need large muscle mass. We need to just be stable.
1: And that exercise will work the muscles that Wendy is talking about. Yes. Correct? Yeah, right?
2: Because you're pushing. Basically, it's working your top
1: line. It's working. That was so funny.
2: (laughs) I was like... Let me,
1: let me just try to visualize this. Yes. No, that totally. Cause that, and, and, and truth be told, we, we don't, we, we don't, you know, we all, we rely on different muscle groups and cross training is so important for your yeah. horses for sure. And, but for the people, you've got to balance out those muscles, make you stronger and more balanced so that you're not throwing, throwing your horse or horse says out of whack. I like that one. That's a really
2: good exercise. Well, and, and so that's funny. easy on the joints. Yes and that's what all of the exercises that I ever (laughs) suggest, (laughs) they're they're very easy on the joints and like not super explosive, but you know, I found, and I'm sure you found like if, if you're weak in one area, you're going to overcompensate in other areas. Like, so my back for a long time was stronger than my core. So if I was about ready to fall off, I'd like Tighten up those back muscles and pull myself up, but then I'd actually end up hurting those back muscles Mm -hmm. because I was overusing them instead of being able to kind of engage the core and engage the back muscles. And so when she was talking about the top line of the human, I was like, wow, that really like ding, ding, ding. Yeah. We, We need, we emphasize that with the horses. Why don't we emphasize that with ourselves? Yeah, you know.
1: seriously. No, all this new technology, new studies. There's so much information now that it it's it's worth investigating, looking into that. Make yourself better, more square, better for your horse. I think p- on, cr- cross training for the rider is seriously overlooked. Maybe not at the top top tier of of show jumping of our sport. People are really motivated staying in the gym and, and have all kind of body workers and stuff, but a- anybody should be doing it if you're going to yes. get on the horse, right? I mean, you should be the best that you can be before, you know, picking apart your equine partner. Oh, but they just have a difficult left lead or they swap off or or maybe you're just pleasure riding, but either way, all of it, I think if you're going to get on a horse, you should take the time to make sure you're
2: Doing well incorrectly. Any level, you know, I even had the conversation with a client that literally jumps, you know, like 18 inches, and she and we're just working on the flat, and she's like, I can't get my horse to move off my left leg. And I'm like, Okay, well, what side like and she works out somewhat. You know, she's a busy mom and she's mom of two and she has a couple horses and stuff, so she doesn't always get to the gym. But I'm like you know, when you work out, do you do left side, right side? And she goes, no, well, I just work my legs together. And I'm like, well, your left leg is clearly, you know, the weaker of the two. And so when she thinks she's putting her left leg on, she she really isn't. But like because she works her legs together, she's putting her leg on, which means her right leg's coming on and she's accidentally telling the horse to a- go right, like what mm-hmm. Dr. Corn was saying. Even And so she's almost fighting herself and Mm -hmm. where if you can get a little bit stronger. And so I gave her a couple exercises and her husband's actually a fitness guy. So I was like, I'm going to sick your husband on you and you were going to get stronger on this left (laughs) side. And now she's like, wow, when I put my left leg on, my horse leg yields to the left. And I'm like, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. You identify those things in the riders and maybe even amateurs and weekend riders more because they're maybe maybe just that time they're really not balancing out they're just spending a short time in the tack and maybe not doing the homework everybody should I think regardless of how much you ride or at what level this cross training for the people is yeah huge
2: well and you can do like the exercises I said can only take like five minutes I mean you don't have to like grind and and come out with beads of sweat and bursting cherry red face i mean you can just i mean to each their own but
1: i mean if that's your thing we're not standing in your way don't do that to your horse first of all exactly
2: (laughs) please don't make your horse look like that no but if you must then to yourself only yes no judgment um but like it it could take five ten minutes 20 minutes and i know we're all busy but I mean, it's worth it. Just yeah. do it. Just
1: and, and I love your exercises it. that you pick with the low impact, easy on the joints, Not, don't need a huge area. There's not really any excuses, to be honest, yeah. to not just throw in an extra five, 10 minutes. And you may find something out about yourself that you didn't know that may be affecting your lessons, affecting the the progress you're getting with whatever horse you're working with at the time, competition, home, whatever. I think it's it's huge. I I love that we're doing that. I know that your your website and your so much of what you do, Kayla, is health related and fitness related, and that's so wonderful and needs to be more the norm. But it's unfortunately just kind of not.
2: Yeah, but we're we're trying to make it a little more normalized. And I will um post it's so hard we're talking off air with uh wendy about the editing and all that sort of stuff oh my god it's very hard but i will post um some videos of these exercises so the listeners can um get a little more visual i'm a visual learner so and obviously i probably did not explain it very well verbally so i'll try to do just short clips so we don't lose anyone's attention um but I'll p- post that to the Total EquiHealth uh, TikTok page and then share it on the Facebook page as well, so that people can can find that. And so that'll be on Facebook, Total EquiHealth. EquiHealth is one word: E Q U I H E A L T H. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, you can also find me at Kayla Benny B E N N E Y. uh Facebook. Again, TikTok. I'm very embarrassing. Don't don't actually follow my TikTok because it's <laughs> I love your TikToks. What are you talking about? I They're love great. it. I'm like, I'm going hacking. I'm going to make a music video.
1: I love it. I love it. No, People are fine.
2: like, and this is why you fall off of your baby horses.
1: Maybe, but then you get fixed and you do some push-ups and you do the bear crawl and you're fine. And so. I'm fine. I bounce back. You bounce back, baby. That's what counts.
2: Uh and Emily, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Facebook,
1: Emily Wood, Insta, Stella Farm, LLC, and also com.
2: And you can find the links to today's guests and show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search for Horses in the Morning. And you can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Remember, riding like life doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful. Give your horse a pat after every ride. See you
1: next time, guys.